www.ghost.co.uk network radio. This week's guest is Hannah Ellers, sound healer, light worker and metaphysical teacher. Hannah has dedicated her life to ascension, personal enlightenment, with knowledge in many spiritual disciplines, methods and therapies, as well as being a competent psychic and channel for intergalactic beings, ascended masters and other deities, and different forms of healing, teaching and counselling. In today's show, we will be discussing her soul memories of Atlantis, her home planet, sound healing and the ascension process. Hi Hannah, welcome to the show. Hi Ian, thanks for having me. Hi, it's great to have you on the show. Um, basically, what I wanted to do is, uh, the show is called Podcast for an Awakening World, so we generally like to get a lot of people on here uh, to discuss various topics on the awakening, ascension, and just generally spreading knowledge um, mm. about all different things, really, in the esoteric spiritual field. Um, so basically, what I'd like to kick off with is your awakening process, how you work, that sort of thing. Mm. Okay, yeah, wow, that's uh, definitely a big one to start with. Um, I guess uh, my own awakening process, um, I guess it fully uh, went into full-fledged really about five years ago. Um, I think like many light workers, earth angels, star seeds, whatever sort of name you want to um, to use or label you want to use, um, I went through a period of amnesia um, really from childhood um, I would say I was very gifted and very aware when I came in and probably found um, earth life very dense, very difficult. I remember having some moments as um, I've actually s- spoken to sub- subsequently loads of my clients and people along the path that have had the same thing where I actually remember just awakening really at about five or six and sort of saying, what am I doing here? <laughs> and I actually um, said this to my father, I remember at the time, sort of saying, why, am, why are we here? I just need to know why we're here. And this fear lasted for quite a while when I was younger. Um, and then I guess I went into a period of sort of dent, um, how do you say really? It's kind of like um, dulling the self down. Um, so like a lot of my peers, you know, got involved in alcohol and different, different things, uh, codependent relationships and so forth. And then really uh, it culminated in um, uh my world kind of not really fitting anymore you know I'd used all the solutions to uh to kind of um keep uh in the state of oblivion but then uh, I actually had what from a psychotherapy point of view um it was probably a bit of a breakdown uh, but it's also a spiritual crisis and this actually culminated in Japan <laughs> for three days wow. <laughs> a pla- what a place to have that yeah absolutely um, yeah, so I basically had my life had, after university, and I was thinking, what am I going to do? And um, and uh, basically, I thought it would be the best thing to do to remove myself from the situation and go somewhere else. And um, I was quite ill at the time. A lot of us light workers or wounded healers, you know, I'd got ill myself before that, uh, and I was suffering for quite a while with an illness. Um, and it wasn't the best thing to do, whether it was in my life contract or not, whether I was actually supposed to go to Japan. Uh, but I did end up going there and I was I ended up getting taken in by the teacher there because as soon as I got there, I went into shock and I was actually um, in a bed shaking pretty much for three days. Um, I don't know what helped me to hold on because there were a couple of moments where I really wanted to take my life, but um, I did hold on. Yeah, did you mm. want to ask a question? 
Yeah, I mean, basically, you mentioned it's, you had an experience of like the ego cracking or cracking of the ego. Yeah, And like definitely. the higher self kind of trying to fight his way out. Yeah, I mean, you can see it on many levels. I like to see things on many levels. And obviously, I, I trained as a psychotherapist, but it was the ego cracking. So the human personality had, if you like, hit a wall. And that's what we often see, don't we, with the breakdowns. There needs to be an end or um, a letting go. Uh, and for me, it had to happen in that sort of very... A devastating way really and it's when I came back I managed to get back which I couldn't believe really but it took me six months where I called the period of you know walking around dead face um, and really then I started to awaken slowly because I was in dire need so I visited healers and psychics for the first time and uh, had lots yeah. of unusual messages like you're an earth angel and it's okay you're yeah. here to help people and so did you have any kind of um, experiences before that did you have experiences as a youngster um, what's interesting is you seem to read a lot of books where people like Doreen Virtue per se or other people say, oh, I had this when I was young and I had that. Well, actually, in my case, um, I remember when I was very young really being aware and then I shut down massively. So I actually remember I used to say things when I was growing up like I really never want to see a ghost because uh, I just no one will believe me, not because I didn't believe, but because I couldn't bear to feel that no one would believe me. So I'd really just moved into my ego fully so that I tried to fit in with society so for me I would say it I cracked I went so deep into density that I I the, the cracking was particularly difficult for me so no I don't but up until that moment um I hadn't had you know major experiences but then they started coming all the time <laughs> mm. <laughs> wow yeah and yeah. and it was there were many things after that you know I, I was supported once I reached this level of sort of um, sort of what felt like darkness, like we call the dark night of the soul, um, I just, because I wasn't raised in a religious family either, um, for the first time I actually said to the world, or actually said outside of myself, I need help. And I never would have done that had that not happened to me in my life, you see, because um, uh, I just wouldn't have, that wouldn't have arose for me. And I think after then I actually got many things happened and, synchronicities and it was one step after the other very small steps and weird happenings and I definitely was supported and taken over then yeah. yeah how long after that did you start getting into your work or your life path where you suddenly thought actually I've got a job to do you know there's certain things I can do maybe I'm a teacher because not mm -hmm. everyone's a teacher are they some people are light workers and they're quite happy just to uh, just pass on the knowledge or uh, socialize with other people but then there's other people yeah. that are called to become like teachers in a sense, aren't they? Definitely. I do think, um, yeah, uh, light workers um, are definitely, we all come in shapes, different shapes and size, sizes. All I will say is when I was little, I did know, and I do seem to meet a lot of people with the same thing, I knew that I was going to help a lot of people. Um, I still have these visions because I'm obviously on the road to there now, but I knew that I was going to help lots and lots of people and I actually remember even though we might be in a amnesia when we're younger light workers are always aware of their gifts we might forget them along the road but I remember saying I would be such a good counsellor and here I am years later you know nearly finishing my psychotherapy training um also the singing element obviously I'm a I'm a sound oracle I actually um channel um sounds from the cosmos and I was always singing when I was younger um sometimes it takes a while for us to realize how we utilize that gift um, but for me uh, once I had this breakdown I actually got a job which 
now I understand was to help me with what I'm doing now, which was um, pretty much having a massive amount of responsibility landed on my lap um, to manage a pan London scheme. So it's for a charity. It was a good cause. I got to work outside, work with kids, and I've always been a teacher or got involved in teaching. So that was always a natural gift. Um, and from there, I did different television interviews and all this kind of stuff and managed business side of things, which has helped me when I actually went to set up my own business. Uh, and from then, step by step, really, I just moved along the path. It seemed natural to become a healer and yeah. I moved forward. When I look at what you do, it's, it's amazing. You've kind of, um, you're, you're now sort of utilising all of your life skills your, oh, yeah. your kind of business skills, your psychology skills, and your kind of esoterical, spiritual channeling skills. But you're kind of mm-hmm. bringing them all under one big, huge umbrella and kind of helping people on a, on a daily basis through the workshops that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought we'd just go more into the kind of work that you do now with your workshops. Okay. Um, and, and also the different, the unique sort of channeling you do, because there's a mm-hmm. lot of channelers out there channeling Ascended Masters, um, spirit guides, but you do a sort of different channeling, don't you? You're sort of channeling Mother Earth through sound or channeling mm-hmm. the cosmos through sound. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is the key to it. I actually really would like to say to all light workers out there and not, you know, just sometimes as well, just get away from the term. I know my site's called Light Workers and we're all about light workers, but just people in general, I mean, I think it's supposed to be easy, not life, uh, not playing this game, but I think it's supposed to be easy, i.e., we, our heart will tell us what gifts we have and we will be led along the way to get the skills that we need to come into alignment with our purpose. And for me, that's exactly right with what you said. I um, have been, all I did was I just suddenly got more in the flow rather than fighting against life. I let go, which took many phases, as I'm sure we're all aware. It doesn't just not normally just done in one big go, but um I just go, I went with the flow and now I'm able to um, utilize the business skills that I've learned. The teaching, you know, I went, I used to be a teacher and teaching English in school. So now I I teach. Um, I also opened up psychically and, you know, um, brought in that soul connection. And I say to a lot of lightworkers, it's just remembering who you are. It's not like re, it's retraining. It's not learning it for the first time. So the kind of work I do yeah, it's really different. And um, I think the main thing that's different about my work is that I've got a very logical side. I still have that real earthbound left side of my brain, a lot of masculine energy for being a female. And uh, I think that makes me believable to a lot of people. Um, I think that helps when I start to talk about uh, what Tom Kenyon, who I trained with as a sound healer, says, woo-woo land. Because when I tell people I channel uh, the sounds of Sananda or Jesus, I channel Mother Earth, um, I connect with the Syrians, uh, the Palladians, um, you know, I can see different, the weaving of the fabric of the universe that I've actually been able to see clairvoyantly. I can say that, but somehow still be believable because I still myself sometimes think, wow, is this really real, you know? Um, and also, I'd just like to say, because you, you asked me about the work I do, and I feel every more step we move into aligning with our purpose it becomes even more clear how easy it is and I just suddenly you realize I suddenly thought wow actually I've done this for myself now I've got to help light workers do this so I've got to help light workers set up their own businesses all these spiritual people I see out there that need to have it grounded 
Um, it's absolute, an absolute blessing to be able to do the work I do. But it's not necessarily the easy route. I could have stayed employed and not given up my job and been in lots of debt. But hey, we need to we need to fight for our purpose. Yeah. The thing is, it's all about synchronicity as well, isn't it, though? You know, you get in the mm. flow of it. Like you, you can't, Once you're on the path, things do open up and it isn't easy, Definitely. as you say. But I think that's because we are, we live in a duality, don't we? And mm. it's, it's not all love and light. Although we, light workers are on that kind of vibration, there are opposing forces that we're up against. So really, mm-hmm. I, I like to think it keeps us on our toes, really. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I think what what's interesting about Ascension right now, this is something else, a, a new enlightenment that's come to me or things I've been thinking about because this happens all, all the time, really, um, in that I'm, these Ascension waves or these things, these initiations that come to us, I used to think that perhaps um, we all walk along a path and along that path there are certain different... Uh, initiations we have to step forward in Um, but now I'm starting to see um, that actually people around seem to be going through similar lessons at the same time Um, so for example I'll see it in the people that come to me and I know we we use the universal mirror but for example of late people really seem to be learning these new lessons of integrity and boundaries um, because I've seen how sometimes myself as well we get caught up in the spiritual archetype of say for example being the giver the light worker you know and the fact that we can't say no um and it seems so actually enchanting the fact that we all seem to be able to say oh are you going through that right now oh so am i wow you know um yeah well, i can vouch for that it's fascinating yeah and it's so liberating because um it's just one thing i think there's a stepping stone first of all it's like right we're learning unconditional love and then the next thing it's like Oh, so hang on, unconditional love can also be discernment as well. And we can actually say, these are my boundaries and this is what I need. And, you know, it's, um, it's quite fascinating. It is. And I think once you recognise that you're actually on a lesson, you, mm. you get tested. Um, yes. Especially with integrity. I mean, I, I had a conversation with somebody about integrity. Um, they went on a course about integrity. And then mm. it, it, all of a sudden I thought, oh, yeah, you know, I, I think I've got integrity. And then... I sort of made that affirmation to myself that I've got integrity and then I was tested on it. Like something yeah. materialised into my reality and I thought, wow, that's integrity. And, Definitely. Um, so yeah. it is amazing. So do you think, it, sometimes I think, yeah, maybe there are initiations but there, all, there does seem to be repeated tests mm. as well that kind of hit us. It's almost like we've set on this pathway because there's like the spiritual path and there seems to be like an ascension pathway. Mm-hmm. And I think every time we we set our integrity then something will come along to retest us do you mm. think so uh, yeah i would say yeah because it's like anything you go to school and you you learn something i mean school's a sore point really but i shouldn't use that example because they're passionate about that but we go to learn something and how do we know we've learned it we review it um and it's like when i teach a course or a psychic and healing course or whatever course we we want to know we've learned it so we review it and so i think sometimes we get we, we feel we've learned something and obviously we need to be careful what we say um, because those those words are a vibration. Obviously, they're energetic. And as soon as we send that energy out into the universe, uh, that energy will come to align with us. Um, and and then we'll see, are we really that? You know, are we really ready for that? Does that resonate for us? So yeah. I definitely agree with that. It's almost yeah. like walking a tightrope. You, know, you learn how to write French or English. You've learned it, haven't you? But when you're walking mm. a spiritual pathway, you're like you're walking on this spiritual pathway, a tightrope, and you can easily fall off. 
So mm. you have to keep, you almost have to keep having these lessons if you're about to fall off to put you back on it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And it's a balance. Like uh, I always say, something for me. And actually, I mean, I've written articles about light workers. Um, this the ascension symptoms right now and what we're all I mean balance is so important and what we're all learning really is to to balance these energy waves and, and our bodies and you know as we come back up from a place of real density and darkness um, it's about how do we manage this energy on a daily basis um, and it's it's a real juggle I think um, because some people are really you know one day we'll be feeling really low in energy and and then and I think really as well as as we move into this unconditional love space and as we move into such hypersensitivity, and I see this around me a lot with people, with myself, my own journey, this hypersensitivity means that we can sometimes be walking sponges and uh, we're like absorbing everything. Um, and to be able to utilise feeling, because obviously a part, along the ascension path, as far as I've understood and been told by my guides, um, we need to feel fully. We can't just float above our bodies and create a bubble and just be all, you know, I'm all right, Jack, I'm outside my body a bit and it's okay. We need to actually experience the feelings but and feel them fully. And if it's a dark feeling, feel it. Don't let it move into shadow side. Don't push it down. But to be able to observe that feeling and to be able to choose then, because as we observe it, we can say, does this, do I want this? Or have I dealt, this, dealt with this now? Can I move out of it? Um, and I think that's a balance. I think it's a real balance. I agree. Something I'd like to ask you, because um, yeah. I, I think with Ascension, there's this kind of confusion between Ascension 2012, okay, and now we've got this mm. film come out that's kind of painting mm-hmm. the doomsday scenario for 2012, taken the Mayan uh, end of time um, mm. prophecy, literally meaning the end of the world. So mm. I know we get a lot of people listening to this show that probably don't know what Ascension really is. They know what 2012 is now because obviously mm. the doomsday thing's been painted everywhere. But, I mean, what, what's your thoughts on what Ascension really is and how it fits into everyday life? Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, I'm looking forward to answering this one. Um, so I haven't seen the film yet. Um, I will do. And I think um, I'm very interested in what's going on regards films, uh, what light workers are making them, where they're coming from. Are they fear based? Are they are they helping us to see this ascension process as positive? Um, I think there's both going on. And I actually feel that ascension for me, um, from my own memories of uh, first coming to Earth, from oh, somewhere as far as I'm aware or what has resonated with me from dimension 10th or 11th, um, I came to assist with the Gaia project and we were, um, or the race, the human race, we were very high vibrational, at least somewhere around fifth, perhaps, uh, fifth dimension. And we are just simply moving back to that. I think there's a lot of spiritual teachers, Dramvalo as well, that mentions that. It's, it's simply a process of... Uh, our consciousness expands, we become more light-filled, um, we have more awareness, we're able to be more loving, there's less polarity, there still will be polarity, I know that I've read some things that say, um, oh, there's no more light and dark, it will just all be one, I don't think there is that at all, because it's the moment that you move completely out of polarity, then your oneness, and as far as I'm, as far as I'm aware, you're back to, you know, 
of being in alignment with one, yeah, like to, God, to God, God, God. Yeah. that's exactly right. So I think what's happening is that we are recalling, re-remembering, we are moving back to our true selves. And I think that this is important, important to look at because um, I know for me, when I was awakening, I kept feeling very frightened because I felt I was losing myself. And you hear a lot of people saying that, I'm frightened that I'm going to lose myself or I'm, I'm not me. And people around people awakening also get very frightened because they think, oh, they're moving away from who they are, but actually they're moving away from their egoic self. But the amount of energy and the amount of actual freeness and expanse of spirit that you get from that is like, it's just unbelievable. And I think it does take a while um, with with this awakening and to not be frightened of it anymore and to realise actually, because um, we discussed this in one of my groups the other day, we said, you think, oh, I've done that that level of healing work now, that's it now, I must have re- reached a plateau. And then we all laughed and said, oh, then we realise it's actually continual. It's not even this life or, you know, whether we move to another dimension. It's the spiral of, you know, the universe. It's how it works. It's, we're always going to be continuing to change and flux. And I think right now in the world, um, for example, I don't watch the news very often. I turned it on earlier. Um And again, I just found it really interesting that I'm so blessed right now because I spend the majority of my days around really loving, quite evolved, spiritually um, caring people. And so my worldview right now is actually positive. You can probably tell I'm quite excited. I'm quite, um, I've got a lot of joyful energy because I've met three wonderful people today um, in sessions and I'm just seeing all the positive effects. So I always like to say my messages out there to people and things that I do that um, it's all always based on our perception of the world and everyone's perception is going to be different. Um, you know, everything I, I'm saying in this interview is my truth, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be yours or anyone else's out there. And, and like I say, don't take that on if it's not your truth. But I do think that, um, you know, generally we can see this as a more positive um, journey as we move with the earth. And... I think there will be hurdles. Um, I don't like to um, put to a negative um, slant or any predictions. Obviously, we know that the future does change (laughs) continually based on things. But I think there'll be loads of upheavals. I really do think we're going to see, you know, a lot of crap. And uh, but we'll be tested to stay in the light. And um, I think it has to go that way. It's just like, you know, rebirthing, isn't it, really? I mean, when you have a child, Mother Earth, from when I've connected to her and her sounds, it's it's um, so amazing because it's a two-tone thing. She's her sounds are very similar to a woman giving birth, and it's like um, hope mixed in with um, a sort of little bit of being frightened and uh, mixed in with a little bit of pain, but also something new. It's like it's like when a bud comes out of the soil. It's just a fascinating process, and it and it's a cycle. Yeah. And I think we, I think if we can just step back, and I've definitely worked on this. We, you know, these tools that we're learning via ascension, stay in the light. I remember someone saying that to me, God, probably only a year ago, and said, Hannah, you've got to remember to stay in the light when these things go on. And I was thinking, stay in the light. And then I thought, oh my golly, when things happen, I actually drop out of the light as if I didn't have a choice, but I can remain calmer. And now this is something I practice, you know, daily. Um, and I'm sure loads of us do, but it's 
these tools, um, it's like practice. It gets easier. And we're not saying they're not going to be some really difficult times. And there's things going on in the world where I'm not trying to make things glossy. There's people that I deal with on a daily basis that have lost people. The stories I hear are so difficult. But if we can just remember that we did choose to come here, we did make a contract. And I really love that quote that says, the bigger the fear you have, often the bigger the life purpose. Mm. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a positive yeah. sort of um, go-getting message. Yeah, indeed. So with the, the stuff that you do with the channeling and stuff like that and the, and the Mother yeah. Earth through Gaia, like how did you get into that? Like what, you know, how did those experiences start to develop in you? Oh, wow. Um, well, I first had my first uh, intergalactic connection when I was in Hawaii training with Doreen Virtue and her course. Um, I, I had these Syrian aliens, well, they told me they were Syrians, um, and I hadn't particularly heard of that before, come and visit me. And that was my first connection. Um, that was probably only about a year and a half ago and um, from then on I started being contacted or connected by um, a group of um, beings that called themselves the Galactic Federation. Um, I've also been contacted by Palladians now, sometimes I work with the Hathors. Um, how, how do they contact you though? Is it through your, through your mind? Is it through, uh, do you see them? Normally, um, well, first of all, the first time it was via meditation because obviously you need to be relaxed enough. You can't be going normally around your daily business and then something happens. I mean, that does happen to me now because you get more used to, obviously with practice, it's like any psychics or perhaps mediums might say, you get more used to going into the deeper states of consciousness whilst waking, like whilst in waking activity. You can do that as you get used to it. But, and also I must say, as a multi-dimensional community, we are going to be more used to these happening not just when we're in meditation. We're going to get used to actually being able to ask a question and recall a past life or recall something else. But they really started to connect me in meditation. I actually got a spine. This is something else that I wanted to say to you as well because uh, this, there's this sciatica thing going on or people having issues yeah. with their spine right now. Yep. And I started getting this um, after I'd had connection with them, but actually... It was this year, and what was weird was I started getting this, um, I had the most awful trapped nerve for about two weeks, and at the same time, every day I was being visited by um, the Syrians, and um, I just put it down to thinking, you know, I was overworked or something like that, and or not being grounded enough, but actually, I think there is a slight correspondence um, with our DNA and our spinal structure being prepared for the... Uh, or part of the ascension. I've been suffering um, with psychiatrica all year. Right. Well, there you go. It's it really <laughs> yeah. is because I've done all numbers of things and worked mm. on it and done different healing things and thought, oh, it's probably related to finances because you know we're all going through that back problems finances. Um, but actually, there does seem to be, and I get it in waves now, so I don't have it that often. Um, also, females are likely to get it um, more, or any back troubles related to obviously their their time of the month because. Um, females are also dealing with the pain body of the feminine archetype and the planet earth and mother earth so there's a lot of stuff going on there but but that's another subject really but these these beings if you like started connecting with me then and i started to have a number of series of memories um about my my first uh, life on earth I, I i did the usual that sometimes we go through past lives and things come back and i remembered about six or seven past lives that i had on earth um and it was actually when I was um, scrying with a, a crystal skull. Um, and I just asked, I said, okay, show me my first life. And I remember being on my home planet and, and 
and asking or saying, I wanted to come and assist with this Earth project. And um, I remember the beings on, on my planet or how we were, very etheric. And we actually used to use sound to heal uh, each other's body parts and to heal not necessarily the body parts, but the aura and the energetic vibration if we became out of sync. So one day I did this crying. I remembered all this stuff and I was crying because I finally remembered that I got trapped in, like probably many of us, when when we came to Earth and the project was all, you know, going ahead and it was great. And then all of a sudden this diversion occurred where we're aware of um, certain other beings that um, changed our plan, if you like, and then we start getting to things about the new world order. But when this, ha- this occurred, um, many of us were unable to leave, um, as far as I'm aware anyway, in my truth, the earth grid or come out of the earth. But the original plan, as far as I was aware, that I was going to be able to move back to my dimension freely and be on earth. But I remembered being, this deep emotions came out when I remembered actually that was it. I could no longer move. And I had a life that lasted Obviously, our cellular memory is different then, but I had a life that lasted uh, about 1,500 years um, from Atlantis, then moving to Egypt um, to teach and to retain some of the truth that that we needed to, Um, because we were aware by then we were going into the the darker um, stages. But basically, yeah, I remember then the next life I had, I never fully remembered everything. And every life after then, I've never fully remembered until this life Um, and this sound healing just came to me as part of my path and one day when I let out these sounds I suddenly realized oh that's what my voice is for because Mm -hmm. I'd been going on at the universe you know I was saying to the universe why is my voice getting better and better I'm not doing anything and uh, I just heard oh sound healing and then I someone gave me a book and Tom Kenyon's work was in there and I was ready to go with this already but I just needed a template and what he gave me was a template to, to basically, he, his teachings are so like what we did on our planet. You sing to an organ or if someone is in distress, you mirror that sound. You bring that sound out of them and it's the most moving experience. Well, sound creates the vibrations, isn't it? It's like the mm. harmonics of the universe. I mean, I, I've heard you do the, the sound healing you know, live, mm-hmm. and mm. it's very, very powerful. I mean, we, we're gonna, you're gonna do some of this at the end of the show, and yeah. um, I, you know, I hope that people get a feel of what it's like. But you know, when you're mm-hmm. sitting there listening to it, feeling yeah. it, it's incredible. Mm. Yeah, it's. Um, I feel blessed. It just is another one of those things that when you move into who you are. I mean, I'm not saying I make it sound like it's all really easy, and uh, but it, um, there's parts of me that first of all thought, uh, you know, am I, re- am I really doing this? Because um, it was just very natural, so natural that, say, for example, often when I'm very relaxed and I'll be sitting and I'll just be making sounds, what will happen is clairvoyantly, um, I'll be in, a, I'll have my eyes closed uh, for trance mediums out there or people that do trance work, they'll understand that you go into a trance and the energy prepares itself, or you prepare yourself before you go in and so forth. Uh, and then what will happen is clairvoyantly, um, a being or an entity or a vibration will come to me and then I will sort of be aware of that before the sound comes and it's like nanoseconds really before I allow my myself to then be a channel for it and that's all it is really it's just allowing my voice with my range which is um, quite you know extensive to be able to to channel those sounds and what happens is those vibrations obviously the feeling say for example if you're channeling the archangels or um, Jesus they're often 
what happens is there's a profound effect. It's a healing effect to the audience because obviously intention comes through that. Everything comes through with that sound. And with sound healing, you can realign your energy field and that's what it seeks to do. Uh, if there's something out of alignment, it seeks to, you know, raise your vibration and to move you back into a healthier state of being. But so far, um, many of the beings that have come to me are Jesus, um, lots of the archangels, Mother Earth, and I've actually channeled an inf- uh, a kind of dialogue between Mother Earth, the Sun, and the Palladians. And it's, for some reason, it reminds me of almost like this Morse code, you know, with, say, the crop circles. Mm. It was kind of like that. It was like, oh, I'm, I was kind of listening in and being aware that there was some dialogue going on between me, like as if I was a radio station. Uh, also, there's been, because I personally call on in my life, Ganesh and Lakshmi, the Indian gods and goddesses, they come through, which is fascinating. It's a completely different sound. Um, there's some Mayan ancestors that I feel particularly um, close to and um, feel that in other lives or definitely toward the beginning of earth I had connection with um there are also um some Navajo um beings that come through it's just fascinating and and I do I really do channel I just go with yeah it's the same as I do my meditations I just channel it I just let it happen a couple of weeks ago we spoke you told me an amazing thing um off the cuff actually and I've been Mm. meaning to sort of get you to dig (laughs) deep on it and you've done some kind of um meditation where you I think you with it's of your third eye or something and mm. but you went you you opened up like a another dimension so that you were like ah. in this one and you were viewing another one at the same time and even the next day you said you could still <laughs> see an overlay in your in your home yeah this was really um probably what people if they've read the Drumvalo Malkistek the um Serpent of Light there was something that I mean lots of people like that but and it rang rang home to me or it rang true that I I this is something that fascinates me and probably fascinates a lot of other people that so many of us now want to be doing this work where we're helping the earth and helping this process and um this has happened to me a couple of times which is really interesting that in my groups bearing in mind the sort of people that get attracted to my work are you know um people that would be resonate with my work and resonate with me and and this lady in particular Um, has been coming to me since January and and I've already I'm aware that we actually had a life together in Atlantis but unusually um, sometimes things happen where people are all intending to come to the group and then something happens and it ends up either being two or three of us and there was one incident where there was three of us and we actually went in and just did some channeling and I channeled some um, I think it was the Syrians and we they gave us information about all our home planets and then we did some um healing and we had to do three healing with three people so um I was the uh, I I was receiving the healing and actually I I became a channel for mother earth and um allowed the white light if you like just went through and my pineal gland so this is linked to the Merkaba and um basically the pineal gland in my head was was like lightning it lights up white and then lightning came on outside which was interesting so that's been one occurrence where Mother Earth sort of utilised us to, to do some healing for her. And this other occasion, this um, this lady came along and we just went into doing a normal session. And then later on, we were going to try some mediumship stuff for her, actually, because she, she wanted to work on that. And it didn't end up being mediumship. We actually got guided to go to, um, first of all, 
some Mayan uh, ancestors from inner earth came out and asked us to take these scrolls into our hearts. So with our eyes closed, symbolically, we we took these scrolls and um, moved our hands up to our heart. And then I asked her what was going on for her. I told her what was going on for me. And we said we felt there was some downloading. There was something going on within us. And then I was basically seeing clairvoyantly what was happening. And I would describe it to her and I would ask her as well how she was seeing or what was going on. And I said, they've now actually, I said, basically they moved us into what appeared like we were inside a Mayan temple. Now, there was no way to get in that room apart from astral travelling. It was really small. And by this time, I was slightly, not frightened, but, you know, the brain, the left side of the brain always wants to check. And you should, anyway, be discerning about things like this. So I checked and asked for angelic help as well. And I said, look, we've got some Mayan uh, ancestors here. Um, and I asked the Mayan, waited, and I wanted to make sure they were of the light. Again, just double-checking that this was, uh, you know, a heavy because it seemed like a heavy procedure we were doing. And there was a Mayan elder on the four corners of the outside of the temple, and I could see them on the outside, and I could also see us on the inside. And we were in this small little room, and this is all going on um, on a sort of another dimension, and I'm seeing it clairvoyantly, and it feels, so your feelings, obviously, are this you're, you're really feeling it, so you can feel the healing energy, you can feel everything that's going on. And um, the lady I was working with felt the same, and she said, I can actually see the temple. She said, this room is really dark. And I said, yeah, it is. And I said, how are you feeling? Do you want to go ahead and do this? And we got directed to put our hands over this giant, very ginormous red um, ruby in the centre of this temple. And we did this. And um, then I got directed to make some sounds. And what we were being told was that we were opening up this, um, anchoring the light into the universe. And it shot up through this tiny pinhole at the top of this main temple which apparently there are lots of them over the globe used um in this way and we anchored this light and um we came out of the um session uh, we came out of it and i couldn't stop seeing the main temple obviously still there we got thanked by the ancestors and we talked about it and she said you know the same thing obviously she said wow it's hard to believe she said it feels so real and it was quite scary at one point and and the next day we both suffered from vertigo. We were very, it was really hard to get back down actually to, to sort of being grounded. And that night I just got told to unplug everything in the room, take the clock out and actually put, I've got a small crystal skull. And I got told to put the crystal skull in the middle of the room where the ruby was and and and, um, and uh, just that the room was basically, had done work and it was going to operate sort of between the dimensions now because that's where I do all my work in, in that space. Um, but yeah, I just felt really blessed and it was fascinating. Wow. On some deeper level there, you must have done something quite grand. Yeah, I think so. And I think what is um, beautiful is that um, I've heard of a couple of other people having experiences similar. And I think this is happening all over the globe. So I think that what's happening is as, as long as we're operating from um, a high frequency of love, um, we'll be called um, into action we don't have to actually go to places across the globe I know lots of us would like to but if you're meant to do something it will just kind of happen that way and also if you're willing to um, you know move the ego out of the way to move that mind out of the way because it will always be there um, on some level and of course we we judge it I mean there might be people out there that are very uh, believing and I don't have so much with that but I certainly do that's what helps to keep me grounded as well and to keep me logical and 
and I like both. I like um, the left and the right side. But yeah, if we can just observe all the time and know that our heart is telling us this is real and you know it's real. Um, yeah, I do think these things are going on everywhere and I think that's why it's so fascinating. Okay, I'll ask you another question now because I know you deal with the Syrians, the, the Pleiadians, mm. and you know this is more... There's, there's a lot of information on the internet with channelings and stuff where people connect with the, the Galactic Federation mm. and there's certain messages that say that you know Earth's going to go through uh, like a horrific future where mm-hmm. our only survival is for ETs to come and save us and take mm-hmm. us into inner Earth and we'll be rescued and saved okay mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I my, you know, personally I feel that doesn't sound right Mm-hmm. in a way and I think it's almost like a fear-based message and I think that yeah. you know I know that not everybody's channeling the Galactic Federation and mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of disinformation on the internet and I don't know, you know mm. so I just wondered what you what yeah. your thoughts were on that really <sighs> yes I think well put it this way um I think discernment's good and it took me, it still takes me, sometimes when I say things I still think, do I really think that? You know, I think when I first said this Galactic Federation, I mean I did get taken by the Syrians to go, uh, I got taken um, to Mars and I got taken to the Moon and I got taken to a place, um, I have to be careful what what I'm saying about all of this, but um, basically I got taken to a place and got explained certain things to me. Um, But um, I... I do feel that from what I understand is ascension is not about being taken out of our reality uh, or being lifted anywhere. It's about going through the self and through the body. Um, I think sometimes, I mean, some people might be likely to get confused because like myself, we're on a path and sometimes uh, we're on a process of constant discovering. So what we felt yesterday is not necessarily what we feel today. Um, and that can be with anything. I mean, for me, that was how it was with religion. I mean, I used to see God as because I had to discover what religion was really. I, I actually even saw God as a, a fearing, a fearful old man in the in the sky for a while. And then now I don't bow down. You know, I, I give blessings to the divine divine source, but I also know I'm part of that. It's the same as this ascension thing. Um, I think there's some people that literally want to think we're going to come and be picked up by spaceships. I'm not. You know, I'm fully aware that there are spaceships and I'm aware that there are beings from all other dimensions and there's all numbers of types of uh, creatures and mythical creatures. Well, we'd think they're mythical, but fairies and um, I I met a a dragon actually uh, that's come forward to me today as a power animal, uh, which was amazing. Um, So there's all of this that that vibrates uh, within the multidimensional universe, but I think we will see... Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we if we don't see or meet some alien life, but for them to come and take us and and all these fearful messages, it just doesn't resonate with me. I just think anything that's fearful is controlling. I think we're all aware that we create our reality by our thoughts, and um, if it's not positive and loving, uh, that's not to say we don't talk about it. We need to enter those emotions and we need to express the fear, but there should be an overall loving message. And so that to me just doesn't resonate because the whole universe is built on, on love. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to come and get picked up. And that, that film actually, it's called The Knowing, isn't it? I think with Nicolas Cage, that film was very interesting because it kind of said that in a way. It's interesting to watch, but for people that aren't aware that watch these films or think, oh, 2012 and 
we're going to die or the end of time it's not it's the end of linear time it's not the end of all time and kaput and there's nothing else um yeah it's yeah it's just positive i think i think we've got a lot to see that will be good yeah and i think i think the one of the most important things um for us is to remain um optimistic about um going through in a peaceful manner because the more of us that can do that the more the more that we're helping the planet as a whole to experience it as a positive um sort of like transition um but yeah i mean the galactic federation it's like anything there's going to be lots of people out there saying lots of different things and i just would say to everyone out there just what feels right with your heart because you can sense if you're listening to somebody or listening to some messages how does it make you feel does it feel right inside or does it feel negative are you unsure and i just register it with your own integrity Mm. yeah does that kind of answer the question? <laughs> no, it does. I'm, I'm reading a really a, a great book at the moment with uh, by a guy called Dr. Stephen Greer, and mm-hmm. he, he's kind of like the number one person trying to uh, bring disclosure about with governments, and he's kind of doing mm-hmm. it through the proper channels. And mm-hmm. um, they go out on sort of vigils to like Mount Shasta, all uh-huh. different places, and they kind of sit around in big groups and do meditation, and they go into the kind of God consciousness um, state, and they mm-hmm. have kind of celestial cosmic beings coming in in ships but they're not Mm. materialized fully in our reality because if they were to materialize they Mm. would be harassed by negative elites on the earth and 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 basically anytime they they do materialize slightly then helicopters come in airplanes come in and and Mm. try to disrupt it but they basically what these beings are saying when they come in is that Mm -hmm. you know we're here to work on a loving god consciousness level yeah and you know we want people it's it's about us it's all about us waking up not about them coming in and and saving us yeah definitely yeah yeah i agree with that and um and it it, yeah it's about us remembering it's about it's I like to kind of see it as sometimes everything we've been, not everything, but if we think about our childhood and we think about sometimes our family or our schooling and all that kind of stuff, society's being geared, obviously, to to be topsy-turvy. So I like to see that anything uh, we've been taught um, as a society, I like to kind of look at the opposite and see how that feels. And actually, that's really interesting because, you know, in school, we uh, learn that we must um, sit still. We must uh, learn in a way that is, you know, is easy for the teacher. And we must um, learn our maths and and, um, all these things that we never even use. And we learn that um, we learn about fairy stories and all these mythical things. And we learn that they are myth. We learn about imagination and we learn that, oh, imagination is just imagination, you know, but it's not it's all actually what is real the truth is is actually something that we've been taken down the garden path on we've literally if you kind of look at the world in an upside down fashion it makes far more sense you've got to read between the lines really yeah read between the lines look outside the box whatever it is but just be a bit open-minded you know that's what um i feel is that if we can just remain a bit more open-minded we can you know find out things um but, you know, I really do think uh, one of my common phrases at the moment is uh, you've got to love the Lizzie's. Mm. <laughs> 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 but in the end, I think we all go through this phase of sometimes uh, 
well, probably when we're first awakening, we look at all the conspiracy theories or we actually look at what's going on and we look at the New World Order and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and for a while, I certainly got caught in a, oh, my God, is this really how it is? Is this what's happening? And and uh, and then I moved through that and I thought, oh, wow, actually, it's quite amazing. And And what are the chances of us coming through that? And there's lots of people out there that say, actually, we we've done well because the future's already changed because the earth could have been uh, already uh, dust, you know, mm. and uh, that actually the, the future's been changed because there's been enough light workers or enough awakened souls to keep the vibration up. Mm. Um, this, I just think that um, everything, not everything is allowed in the universe for a time. And I think, um, there's things that have been allowed on this planet for a, for a long time. And I must say, I did get really upset about it when I saw my personal life path and when I fully remembered how I'd elected to come here and then the diversion that we went on. And I, I let go of that. You know, I really did um, use a lot of emotion and let it let that come out. And, and now I just kind of feel even love for those that are still seeking to control us um because obviously fighting is not going to to do anything it's about just sort of just loving just being able to to love and not to have to take a to use discernment but to be loving and and just know that the light if you're in the light nothing can harm you no and i think also is that if we look at it logically um you know the spiritual Mm. community is exploded okay so, yeah. you know, go back 10, 15 years and it was a very, very taboo subject. And now it's, it's completely exploded. We've got the wonders of the internet getting information out there. We've also got new physics, which is teaching people mm-hmm. that, you know, it's teaching us that the world isn't the way we think it is, you know, yeah. but, but some people still choose not to see it. So I think from that point of view, you can see that there's definitely an ascension process. We're definitely going through a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And I think where people get confused is they think, if we're going through a spiritual awakening, then why is there so much evil in the world, <laughs> right? Mm. But this is the polarity thing, isn't it? We're going to start yeah. seeing a greater disparity between negative and positive. But mm. this is kind of part of the pathway. Do you, yeah, do you agree? I definitely agree. And also, we need to remember that <laughs> how often are we going to see this stuff in the news? Because we've still got people, tr- you know, we've still got... Uh, we've still got a control system here at the moment. We're still um, being farmed, if you like, in a way, or kind of used a little bit. We've still got stuff going on, a battle on earth, really. Um, And at the moment, you're not going to hear about all the good things. We haven't ever really heard about those kind of things. You need to, this is what we're talking about, seeing outside of the box, you know, moving outside of there and thinking, well, actually, how is it? Don't just take that. Don't just get spoon fed what you see on the news. Um, think about how the fact that what you do, what you watch, what you think, it's all affecting your um, your life, the way you lead it, the way that you feel about life. And uh, yes, I do feel that like anything, there's the extremes now are intensifying and I think that needs to happen and I think that's going to continue now for, you know, quite a while. And um, But then that will break down. And um, and then there won't be far le- there'll be far less extremes as far as I'm aware, um, and there'll be a lot of light. But there there is a, a kind of battle playing out between the light and dark at the moment, mm. and uh, it's quite interesting to watch. It's it's difficult. And what I feel passionate about is when it when we think about the children, I feel particularly passionate 
that this is where I do get slightly annoyed with the Lizzies because I start thinking, um, and obviously when I'm talking about that, I'm, I'm meaning the New World Order and those puppet masters, whatever you want to call them, controlling controlling people on our earth. But basically, you know, there's many very evolved spiritual beings coming into our planet right now. Um, we need them. And, and it's like anything. They can do so much good in the world. There'll be so much light if they have good parenting if they have um if they're accepted um if they're not judged um then they can go on to be such powerful leaders but on the other hand if um they're not understood if they're drugged if they are um just completely um just not helped and misunderstood then the opposite can happen because if you imagine an indigo child who's come in with a warrior spirit right to change this world and then all of a sudden they've had this traumatic childhood. Uh, then we start seeing things which is awful, like the killings in the schools in America, um, you know, with young children actually losing it uh, mentally and, and going off and being involved in all these terrible things. And the thing is, for me, it's so sad because I actually think, like we're aware, there's no, I don't feel there's any evil person. I feel there's evil acts that can be done Um I definitely believe in evil acts, but I don't. I don't actually believe in in evil, per se. And I think that people right now, especially the children, just really need help, and uh, they need positive light workers in the education system. They need counselling, um, positive role models, and parents. And at the moment, uh, America in particular are just drugging uh, lots of these children, saying they're faulty, giving them all these labels. Now, I'm not saying this no such thing as uh, ADHD or autism, all these things. Uh, we give things labels in this world. That's what we do. Um, but the thing is, just because there's a difference, who's to say that what went before in the generation is right and what happens now in our generations is wrong? There's a completely different way of seeing the world with these children. They're far more right-brained. Um, they're fascinating. Often they're far more living from the heart chakra, especially the crystal children, those that are coming in now and are very young and uh, it's not that they need to move to fit in with the school system it's that the school systems need to fall down and actually realize I mean I was the same when I was younger I'm lucky I didn't get told I had ADHD or anything because it's only now in my nearly 30 that I actually realized wow I'm actually really academic you know for years I thought oh I'm obviously not that academic but it was because I couldn't stand to learn in the way that we're taught in school and to learn all that rubbish because frankly if you've got an old soul coming in and they're thinking what are we doing here in this earth school you know we've got to get to we've got to get to business here <laughs> they're thinking about yeah, yeah. Go on. we've also got to spend a lot of time learning stuff that is actually bs and not is yeah. not real a lot it's of exactly fake right. history and a lot of fake yes knowledge you know yeah definitely definitely and I, and I think there's so much positivity with all the the children right now and and oh, I just think I'd like to say something just about the crystal children or the children that right now I don't know if you or if anyone else has actually sat next to or experienced um these children that when you sit next to them they're actually vibrating so much from the heart space that there's you feel addicted to them. <laughs> you just can't get enough of them because actually what they're doing is they're healing you just by being in, in their aura. Um, they are uh, just astounding. I mean, you can talk to them telepathically and yet I've gone places and they say, oh, my child, 
or this child's, you know, something wrong with them. They haven't spoke. They're three now. They're not still not speaking. And I look at them and I'm thinking, oh, hi there, you know, and we're having a chat whilst <laughs> we're like looking in, in the eyes. I think there's nothing wrong. They're just so aware. Like this, this child's probably not been back here since, you know, the time of Atlantis. And, and um, you know, I just wish like there will be hopefully, but a lot more understanding from um, parents and, and the public about these children. I mean, it's, it's notorious. It's happened with every generation, like my generation, my mother's generation. That's how it works spiritually, I think. And that's what's been going on for definitely the last couple of hundred years. I think we've been seeing with every new generation a new wave mm. of um, spiritual emphasis, a new wave of remembering. Because if you think about the grid cracking up or if you think about the fact that Earth is, is changing... Um, every new generation has brought with it more awareness. Um, and I definitely say that, you know, my, my parents and, and my mother's a light worker and whether the generation, you know, um, after the, the, the Second World War was able to actually stand out and say I'm a light worker, you know, there might be some more resistance. But now the generation since and, and following, we're far more able to, to actually be like, you know, this is what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I totally agree. There's some really good stuff with um, Abraham, uh, channeled mm. by uh, Esther Hicks, is that right? Yeah. And they, they did a, a special, actually, on autism and ADHD. And they were mm. saying that, you know, these kids have come in, initially they came in as the ADHD type, like the warrior spirits, mm. but then they they can be kind of dumbed down through the school mm. system. They can be drugged up with, um, was it retinol or something mm-hmm. like that, whatever yeah. you call it. Um, but then the autism, autistic kids come in, and they're saying that they're actually they're unsocialisable. You can't you can't actually make these kids do something they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. They don't have that sort of level of consciousness where you can mould them. So mm. therefore, they're unmouldable. So yeah. you know they're gonna they're gonna grow up and just be who they are and just be stubborn and just yeah. headstrong in their own way. So you know maybe we need these kids now to help break down the barriers that the previous lot couldn't finish. Or, Definitely. Know, yeah, we yeah we do, and and you know I see myself in that, and uh, you know that's why sometimes I do have people come to me. It doesn't happen very often, but sometimes people remark, "Wow, you're very young to be doing what you do," or you know it's almost like uh, a slight sort of like, "Oh, is is this going to work?" You know, because mm. I'm probably um, some people would see, you know, I'm 28, and um, and I'm sort of doing this spiritual work that's on some level some people have been doing for sort of 20 years. And I think it's because sometimes um, it depends who you are on a soul level. It depends what you've brought with you. It depends what you've, you know, you've planned in your soul contract. It, it, and these indigo children, and I, I've got that fierce warrior spirit, you know, the peaceful warrior. It's about um, literally just saying, no, I don't stand for that. Actually, I really need to do a job that is resonating with my heart chakra and the thing is you get there quicker if you do that and that's why they're here because we haven't got a lot of time you know to like to do with what we're doing we we, you know time is of the essence really and so we need to get to that place quicker and you know I had a conversation with someone today and I said that actually don't get stuck in uh labels or uh, ways of being like and I would say that about the spiritual community as well. I mean, I, I really didn't get involved in a typical way uh, in my kind of work um, in the way that perhaps is, is normal for a lot of people. I started, I actually just, I act, my first ever reading actually was, um, I'd read a lot of spiritual books. I'd already started as a healer. Um, 
I had a very good sort of connection, but then I'd never done a reading and I just, um, someone asked me at a party or a friend, we, we got onto a subject about something and a friend of a friend actually said, oh, so do you reckon you could do a reading? And I said, yeah, everyone's psychic. And uh, <laughs> they said, come on then. And I didn't know this a girl. And I said, okay. So I just sat down, closed my eyes. thought, why am I closing my eyes? I don't know. And did a full 40-minute trance reading. Wow. And then the other girl said, oh, my God, I want one. Did one for her, 40 minutes. Next one, did another one, 40 minutes. And I straight away, being an indigo, I was like, oh, wow, yeah. Should have been doing that a while ago. And straight after then, you know, I did do lots more practicing and did other bits. But I didn't um, go and have any formal training. I remember going to one transmediumship workshop. And actually, I just thought my heart was saying, don't be here, you know, leave, because the actual guy that was running it, um, um, it was useful to experience uh, what I call the business or some people um, that do that work. And I found that actually I was downloading information about him that um, he was quite threatened actually by some of the people in the group. And, and I just thought, well, I don't want to be involved in this community per se at that time. So I just did what felt natural to me and that was quite brave really some people have told me now I mean I didn't think that but to to set up and to go into all the stuff um that I did because I just had a knowing I just thought oh god yeah this is what I did thousands of years ago and and it's back now and it was just like that and the good thing is that what I help lightworkers do is just to say come on it's all there all mm. you've got to do is just step into it it's confidence <laughs> it is there you just got to shut down that ego and um, just move into it. And we, the faster we get with living from the heart space, even if our heart is telling us to do something right, which is like, oh, my God, I can't do that. Like, you know, walk in and give up your job like I did. You know, people around me thought I was nuts. And I'm used to that now because indigo children will often, um, you know, it will be difficult for parents of indigo children because the parents will think, oh, my God, you know, and think it's going to go all wrong. And on occasion, I think... They can, we can get it wrong on occasion, but when we do, at least we learn big lessons. But I would say 90% of the time, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Um, we're sort of getting on for time now. So yeah. should, we, should we have a go with the uh, sound healing? Yes, let's yeah? try that. So I'm going to just move back slightly so that I don't... So before, before you do it, what, what are you going to channel? Are you going to channel Mother Earth or are you going to channel a play? You know, just give us a bit of context around what the sound's going to be. Well, really, I, I kind of um, thought about that or I kind of opened up to that a bit earlier and I was kind of asking um, Universal, just opening up to my higher self and, and I just kind of heard, well, I didn't get much and I just heard, you know, it was going to be just go with it. So I was like, okay then, so I'll just see who comes through. Um, so generally that's kind of what I do but I think there's going to be something about with this helping people to... Uh, bring in more light that's the only thing I think I'm really getting right now that it feels that um, if uh, obviously with the sound healing as well if you if um, people can close their eyes you know and just try and relax don't worry about the mind that first of all says what are these sounds you know just allow yourself to sort of relax into a space um, and hopefully it's going to be something that will help with ascension it will help with bringing in more light that's what I'm getting told and um, then afterwards, maybe I can say if there are any particular beings coming through. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Super.
I just ask everyone that's listening just to remain with their eyes closed and just to allow yourself just a few minutes to be aware of the energy changes and the frequencies 
that are realigning yourself and realigning around your being. And then for people that are listening, when you feel ready after doing that, just opening your eyes in your own time. And thank you for allowing me to be a sound channel. Well, well, thank you very much. I must admit, <laughs> I, I shut my eyes through that, and yeah. I just I was visualising myself in I was like around a campfire, mm-hmm. and it, I felt like I was with Nav- Navajo Indians or yeah, like, you know, kind of indigenous people, and really getting into the feeling of like you know the kind of where you're really feeling the music and you can really appreciate why the because the, the Native American Indians they did this, didn't they? Sounds like yeah. this and drumming mm-hmm. and. You know, that, those guys were so tuned in spiritually, weren't they? Yeah, they, they were actually. And um, when I try and describe what I do, because um, it's not something you can really describe, um, you have to experience. Um, I do kind of say, well, remember what, you know, the tribal people did, <laughs> because that's what it is, really. It's just um, it's just remembering or it's, a, it's, it's knowing that this has been around. It's not a new thing. It's been around from the beginning of the earth you know sound is is with us and um it really does um take a while for people to get used to that and then the moment you kind of move into that space yeah you can be taken away really and 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 just if you're interested i'll I'll sort of say what it was like from my perspective if Mm. you want to yes please Um, do please do (laughs) so i was quite um deep in in trance then actually and uh there was so i can't register all of it fully um, it's always interesting after my sound healing workshops um, and the one-to-one sound sessions I do for people to see what they experienced. It's good to look at um, things scientifically and also um, from a woo-woo perspective, you know, the kind of um, what was going on with the right brain side of the brain. But basically, um, I um, was aware that there were um, some actual Mayan, there were Mayan ancestors. And what I mean is they're, the ancestors that I see from inner earth, Agatha, and that's just how I'm aware of them. And, and they came out and were making some, some vibrational sounds they wanted to bring forward. There was also, yeah, Navajo um, Indian. And there was um, Lakshmi, the sounds that were slightly more um, toward the end, uh, the ding-dings kind of sound, that's Lakshmi, um, the goddess of abundance and prosperity. And I just, very briefly, it comes through my mind and I just hear that this was for people right now to help them with what's going on globally in terms of um, uh, prosperity. Uh, And obviously we need that right now. Um, There's a lot of things going on um, where we need to remember we've got our own power to manifest what we need despite what's going on with what we hear about, you know, the recession, blah, blah, blah. So she came forward to people to help them um, bring in this energy and there was um, there were some intergalactic sounds toward the end. The beings there were doing because my hands were actually you can't see, but my hands were actually moving, really directing them towards the um, the computer monitor. And what was happening was there was white light being sent actually out into the computer systems and, and into the internet. And this white light was to help realign it and just tune people's energy into this um 
to be able to, to connect with and bring in this ascension waves really um but yeah there was a lot more going on probably than i can register there was oh, obviously some archangels at the beginning archangel michael and archangel ariel yeah wow mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i hope that come across you know really good because obviously it sounded okay in my headphones yeah so, so i hope it comes across um good on 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 the show but uh yeah i hope certainly, so certainly very powerful stuff very powerful <laughs> yeah it's obviously not the same as um mm. having it live but yeah you know, it'd be interesting to see yeah okay so is, is there anything you want to wrap up with uh, give people some information about your website uh, any workshops that you're doing or you know people can find out more information about yourself um, yeah, my website is um, www.lightworkersunite, spelt U-N-I-T-E, .co.uk. Um, it's an information site as well. It's actually, I had a vision about this, and um, it was meant to be, obviously my services are on there and what the work I do and, and the events, but it was really, um, it came to me as some divine inspiration, and I felt, what could I have really done with when I was at a really low place? And I thought I would have liked to have had some information. And so really just from my perspective, I've written all the articles on there and there's about five pages of them and I update them. And it's to help people understand the world, understand breakdown and uh, and and the whole process. So do look at that. I put all my favorite Ascension videos on there. Um, the work I'm doing, well, I do regular sort of bigger events um, at a hall nearby to me and I do regular groups um within my angel therapy room in my home um i run a one-to-one service but yeah it's it's you know the right people i always say the right people know you always use your heart and integrity if you know something's for you um and i just want to say to people out there really i mean i'm just having such a a ball it's not always a ball you know but i'm having such a ball with actually finally being so excited that i can reach more people because i'm sure there's loads of you out there that are like still thinking, oh, when's it going to happen? And I've always said, when's liftoff? When's liftoff? <laughs> because for so long, I'm sure so many of us lightworkers are like, come on, let's take it. Bring it on. This, yeah. yeah, there can be this impatience. And I, you know, I have these visions about my future and I, I, I really know what's going to happen. But sometimes it's hard to be patient when we're running out of, you know, time on one level, literally, like we're running out of linear time. And when we've got so much to give, and so I just, I want to say sort of thank you to everyone that helps me in my work and all the compliments I get. There's so many amazing people out there. And just to say, keep at it, like really just follow your heart because you'll get there. I really just would love to express that message to everyone. Mm. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Hannah. It's wonderful having you on the show. You've been a beautiful guest. Oh, and, thank you. Uh, I don't often get sung to on a show, so it's very <laughs> special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so... Yeah, you know, good luck with your work, and we'll certainly get you back on here again, uh, in hopefully in the near future. Yeah. Um, we're starting to get the shows put onto YouTube now as well, because we've got a YouTube uh, channel as well, mm-hmm. so we are reaching a much wider community as well. That's brilliant. You're doing yeah. a lot of good work here, and you really are. And and make sure you put this bit in there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yes, I like to sing my own praises. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so thank you very much. Yeah. And um, and we'll speak soon. Super. Okay, thanks, Ian. That's brilliant.